The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Learn more at parking-mobility.org. Hello, and welcome to The Parking Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the $100 billion parking industry and the people that make it go. I'm your host, Isaiah Mao, and this is The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Rachel Knight, Business Strategy Coordinator with Calgary Parking Authority. How are you doing today, Rachel? I am great. Thanks for asking. Well, thanks for joining the podcast. So how did you land into a role with a parking authority? Well, I've been in the parking industry for 20 years. Um, I started off at the city of city in Toronto at the Toronto Parking Authority. And I moved to Calgary in 2013, and I was looking to continue in the industry. And the Calgary Parking Authority was spending some time and doing some land strategy work and joint venture projects. And they were really just looking to redevelop their current assets. And it was a perfect fit for me. Um, It's a great organization. They were looking to kind of change how they manage their joint venture projects. And I was um, willing to take the role. And I'm happy to be here. Wow. I didn't know you're this 20-year industry veteran managing operations in some of the largest cities in the world with Toronto and Calgary. That's very impressive. All right. And I also serve on the CAP board. So that's very important to me. And I understand you are a fellow CAP. So tell us about that experience going through the CAP program. It was actually very interesting. I would say this. I thought there was a lot of things I knew about parking, but kind of going through the process, learning about how funding, um, a lot around the U.S. legislations around parking, whatnot was very interesting and figuring out how just best practices as it relates to on-street and off-street operation, valet services, stuff I didn't really know about. So I did learn a lot just studying for the test. Um, And I think more importantly, keeping up the designation really forces you to make sure that you're still involved in that type of work and ensuring that you are, you know, expanding on your, um, on your best practices and experience. Yeah. So what, around what year do you know, do you remember when you graduated? Uh, I want to say 2017. That's going to say, because in recent years when they moved to the online and we've been trying to be more global. So you're right. Used to have like a lot of US specific, you know, accessibility laws and things. So we, (laughs) we took a lot of that out as we've worked on the questions and improving it, our certification process to, to be more global. But uh, you also, again, just bragging a little bit, you're on the Canadian, was it the Canadian parking association as well? You're on the board there. Yes. On the Canadian parking association. We, tell us about that. Um, It's actually very interesting. It's obviously very Canada-based, but um, we have, we work with a number of vendors, municipalities. We have conferences throughout Canada. This year, it's actually going to be in Vancouver. And really, it's just a a way of getting the Canada industry together. One thing that we're very big with is our open table groups um, where we have municipalities and hospitals, separate groups where you have these great open discussions. And it's really an opportunity to share experiences, best practices, and support and actually form relationships with other partners and whatnot in the parking industry. 
Yeah, it's on my bucket list to go to a conference one year. I've been to Vancouver and Montreal, but never been to Toronto. I know IPMI is supposed to be there in a few years. Hopefully that remains. Uh, but if not, I want to definitely check out a CPA uh, conference sometime. But you know, before we talk about this new garage, which is one reason I tracked you down when you get you on the on the show, let's talk Calgary. So, uh, you know, us Americans, we don't know a lot about a lot of cities, but I know Calgary, it's huge. It's like the size of Dallas here in the United States. So probably means a lot of parking. So uh, just tell us a little bit about Calgary Parking Authority. Um, you know, how does it play a, a role in downtown Calgary parking? I actually think the comparison of Dallas is actually a pretty good one. We are oil and gas city and we're really, um, our industry is really dependent on the oil and gas industry. And when I say that, one thing you'll notice, there's a number of oil and gas companies in our downtown core. And when the price of oil changes, that kind of affects vacancy rates in Calgary on the office level, but it also impacts our parking. So we are really dependent directly on the price of oil and how it affects demand in Calgary. The Calgary Parking Authority, we are really here to kind of push the city of Calgary's mandate of parking and transportation and mobility. We operate a number of parking facilities, close to 40 off-street facilities. We operate almost 7,000 stalls on street, and we really provide that service to the city and just align our goals and strategies is with what the city is trying to achieve. Another interesting thing about us is we are not taxpayer funded. Every dollar above our operating costs goes back to the city. And in the last five years, we've actually given the city um, close to $150 million in revenue and in property taxes. Wow, that's awesome. You know, you probably know uh, Donald Shoup. He talks about the importance of that all paid parking, put the money back into the city. So that's amazing that you guys have returned $250 million to the city. Well done, Calgary Parking Authority. And a quick question, tell us, you know, what exactly does do you do as the business strategy coordinator? Really, I work closely, I work out of the operations and facilities department, and really it's kind of a bag of things our department does, um, our team does, is a team of three, actually, and we uh, manage our off-street and on-street operations. What we really do is kind of work with the city to ensure that our, we're aligning with their policies. We set rates, we buy property, um, we just look and ensure that we are um, expanding our business and looking at business opportunities within um, our operation. Great. And I also, another part of your role is being a movie star. Well, maybe not really. I stumbled upon this CNN Tomorrow Transform feature uh, that was talking about the convertible parking garage that's being built by the Calgary Parking Authority. So I thought that was really cool. You did a great job. I wanted to get you on the show to talk about it. So uh, first, I, I guess let's talk, you know, why build a new parking garage? We know uh, demand is supposed to decrease in the coming decades with autonomous vehicles and changes in consumer behavior from COVID and such. But, you know, a lot of cities are, are still building garages. Talk about that. Well, this parking garage, it's the Ninth Avenue Parkade. In office, we call it 9AP. And really was to serve the East Village area of um, downtown Calgary. And East Village was this kind of up and coming area. It was a vacant, had a number of vacant surface lots. 
but really in an initiative to bring people to live downtown. This area was kind of noted as that kind of as that location. So it would be a mix of residential buildings, rental property that people can purchase. There are retail uses, commercial uses. Really, it's area in the city where people would live, work, and play. And given that there was existing parking demand there, and the sites were actually being redeveloped for these new uses,、um, the city of Calgary decided that it would be important to have a consolidated parking plan, and that was in the form of a parking structure. One thing the city said to the Calgary Parking Authority was. Hey, we don't want a standalone parkade. We have this beautiful area of the city. We want it to lend well to the neighborhood and be future-proof.、Um, so it was important that we would serve this area currently, but also look at as demand changes how we would adjust the space to accommodate the area in the future. Yeah, and that's where the word convertible came from. At first, I thought it's like one of those arenas where the the roof. Can open and close. I was thinking, what does that mean? But then the more I thought about it and watched the video, it all made sense. So tell us what you mean by convertible. How can this garage be converted in the future? Well, how it could be converted is pretty interesting.、Uh, we worked really closely with the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation. They are a group in Calgary that were focused on very interesting development. They worked on the East Village project and expanding that area. And when we say convertible, we just want that ability, that flexibility in space, so that we can convert it in the future, and really just convert it to from a parking structure to office or residential uses in the future. Okay, so I'm thinking a normal garage, maybe the height is a certain feet or or whatever. Does does that change with your garage so that it's more it can be converted easier? Does that make sense? What I'm saying. Yeah, that makes complete sense. What we were thinking was, what things can we put into the design right now that allow us to convert in the future? So, when we talk about、um, ceiling to floor heights, we made them one and a half times higher than you typically make a typical parking garage floor plate, and it's really just so that you can allow for that electrical and mechanical. Requirements for that other use, be it residential, commercial. We had a very unique site where it was a very long site, and we took advantage of that. We thought it was important that you, you know, there was no ramp system in place. It would be just a slope floor, a slightly slope floor, so around two percent. And so we actually didn't need、uh, external ramp system. And one big thing about the convertible garage is that ability for light penetration. And so we have a central atrium space that allows light to come in, so that when you do convert to that alternate use, be it residential or commercial, you could have that light penetration. Oh, I like that. Really cool. So I was a judge at the IPMI conference a few years back. They had a competition called、uh, instead of Shark Tank, they called it Part Tank, and <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was actually who could design. It was a for college students who could design the garage of the future. And the one we actually ended up choosing did just this. What you talked about. It was a convertible garage. This is man probably four or five years ago. So it was kind of cool at the time. They they talked exactly what you talked about building the garage with the bones, with the bones that were in it, so that it could be easily adaptable. With like you said, mechanical, electrical, the ceiling, the slope, lighting. It's really cool that. They were thinking about that, and you guys are are thinking about that 
for the future. What about the present? Like, you know, I know you have all these plans that it can be converted in the future, but but now are there things, you know, are there shops at the, on the first floor or things you're doing, gardens or any anything you're doing now for the present that's pretty cool? Yeah, we've actually partnered with Platform Innovation Center. So we will have an innovation center on the second floor of the parking facility. Um, it's an enclosed space. It's about 50,000 square feet. And it we use for entrepreneurs and startup companies or um, tech startups to come in and really just work on um, their programming and funding and talking to investors and entrepreneurs. So that's one part of the project. And we're so happy to partner with Platform Innovation on this project. The other thing that we have and the Calgary Parking Authority has been good at is we our parking demand is pretty high in the daytime and in the evening demand is quite low. And we've always looked at how do we use that space during off-peak periods. And we have a event rental program. So we actually utilize our space for event space. We've had tents, we have photo shoots, we have a number of events that happen in our space during off-peak periods. So we made sure that we would design this facility, be it at the top level where you have great views of the city and also the ground floor where you can accommodate that space. So we ensured in the design that we had occupant loads that would support people being on that space um, during those off-peak periods. And we also have a sport court, which is kind of interesting. So in the day, you could play basketball on the ground level. It's an enclosed space. We also, outside of typical vehicle parking, we have the ability to have, uh, we have EV chargers on site. We also have bicycle parking um, and great kind of links to the bicycle paths and whatnot in the area. That's really cool, especially being a basketball wannabe player. I like the basketball part. But, you know, we saw that with COVID where, you know, for five to six months, no cars were parking in garages. So we had to think about how to use this for other things. I've seen drive-in movie theaters on top of garages with, you know, people in their cars being socially distanced and uh, using garages for storage. I really like how you guys are thinking about using this for event space and, and other things to better your community. So that's pretty cool. So if you guys are going to build any garages in the future after going through this, you know, I'm sure it's, it's new, so maybe more challenging, but a lot of fun with it as well. Do you think um, you would consider going with convertible garages for other garages in the future? Absolutely. I think you have to find the best fit for whatever parking problem you're trying to solve. What is the best fit for the demand? What is the best fit for the site? Because the parking structure is not always the um, the solution. Surface parking is also an option. On-street options are also options. So definitely it would be a convertible garage would be something that we would look at through the re review process. But it would be, we would look at all the options as we do through all our projects. Very nice. And then also when I was doing my research for this, and we just talked about the things you're doing with event space and stuff in the garages, but that's nothing new to Calgary Parking Authority. I think you guys did some some stuff in some of your lots and other things where you uh, transformed them into maybe outdoor galleries or parks. I, I can't remember the specifics, but can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yes, um, my team in general, we've been spending some time just looking at flexibility in our spaces, um, how to beautify beautify the spaces. Sometimes parking can be a little boring, how it's designed. It's very standard. And last year, we decided to put um, on parking day to do a placemaking contest. And once again, we work with the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation and really sent out to a number of architects the opportunity to do a design competition and see how we can utilize our current space a little bit better. And we have this very interesting space. It's located in the Calgary Inglewood area, and it services the the area, the merchants, the community. And it's just a space where you can rent for events. So you can host events there. There is an opportunity. You can play hockey, basketball, all in the space. And yeah, there's just that use where you can still park, but you still have this other space. So really, once again, that flexibility in the use of the space. That's really neat. Cutting Edge by Calgary Parking Authority. So how can listeners learn more or follow along with with everything the Calgary Parking Authority is doing? Well, you can find our website is calgaryparking.com. And we're also on social media at Calgary Parking. And so what does Rachel do for fun when she's not parking cars? What do you like to do? You mentioned basketball. I am no means like an expert, but I do have a 13-year-old son that I'm trying to impress. So I've been learning how to play basketball with him, which is a sight. Uh-oh, I see some one-on-one uh, epic <laughs> battles in the backyard in Calgary. Oh, yes. It, it's, it's not good to watch. Other than that, I've been spending, ironically, a lot of time more recently, you know, with COVID doing some extra schooling, which is kind of odd right now. I just finished up a certificate in diversity and inclusion. It's a topic that's really important to me, given that I've been in this industry for 20 years and based on my experiences. So that's kind of, I wouldn't, it is fun for me, (laughs) but it's kind of what I've been up to. I think COVID's kind of changed, given us a lot of free time. Given that I live in Calgary and we have long winters, I do ski. Um, And I took that up when I moved from Toronto. So I try to do different things to stay active and keep my mind going. So that's kind of the extras I do, lately at least. That's awesome. And yeah, the DEI, that's been a very important topic in the industry as well. So glad to hear you you studying that. And so your son is, I don't know if he likes NBA, but is everyone in Canada a pretty much a Raptors fan or are there other options? I think that's all we have, but we are obsessed. Calgary in general is hockey, hockey, hockey. So it's nice to, you know, when the Raptors won, actually, I think it was around the IPMI conference. Um, It was soon after, because I remember I was in Anaheim and that's probably the wrong place to be when the Raptors were winning. But um, it was Great to, you know, have a Canadian team win. And yeah, we all love the Raptors here. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I had a blast. I love learning more about this convertible garage and, you know, building it with bones that can be converted into other more practical and useful things in the future. So love learning about it. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Parking Podcast. Please leave us a review and tell a friend about our show. It would mean a lot. 
This has been a production of Synchronicity Media, produced by me, Isaiah Mao. Our music and score is by Zona. Our show art and design is by the talented Allison Gilly. You can follow us on social media at The Parking Podcast, or you can find our website with bonus content at parkingcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts. Are you interested in your parking organization becoming APO, Accredited Parking Organization Certified through the International Parking and Mobility Institute? Or perhaps you're interested in one of your green garages becoming ParkSmart Certified through USGBC? Well, the Parking Podcast is here to help. Our Parking Accreditations Consultants Network will ensure you are matched with the best site reviewer or green garage assessor available for a fraction of the price. Learn more at parkingcast.com consulting. This episode is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, publishers of the industry's only soup-to-nuts textbook about all things parking. It's called A Guide to Parking, and several of our guests from previous episodes have contributed to this wonderful little textbook. Learn more and order your own copy at parking-mobility.org textbook.